Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Better Watch Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick. And I'm Celeste. And as always, we are here to share our love of everything horror. And true crime. We're finally starting, like, the Christmas celebration or holiday celebration out there. Been looking forward to this all bloody year. Mm. And what are we doing for our second last podcast of the year? Krampus. Mm. Never seen it. No. Heard of it. Never seen it. And it is now going out on our like yearly rotation. Yep, hundred percent. I love this movie. And then finding out it was directed by Michael Doherty, who made Trick or Treat, which is one of my favorite Hall- yeah. Halloween movies to watch. Now we were very excited. I was like, I'm already in love. And then <laughs> it's got Adam Scott from Step Brothers and Tony Collette. Mm. They kill it. They do kill which it, which I'm not surprised. Like, but everyone still. in this movie kills it. Yeah, I reckon. And there's like there's the Nurse, oh, not the nurse, the nanny from Two and a Half Men. Yeah. If I can get her name up, I will. I should have it written down. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Typical uh, Better Conchata Watch Horror. Feral. Yeah. I was about to say, typical Better Watch Horror podcast, you know. <laughs> Supposed to be ready with this shit. And <laughs> never am. But lucky you said that because I would have uh, butchered it. Probably. Uh, it's also got Whammy, that guy from Anchorman. David Koshner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whammy. I just love it because there's a few people from comedy movies in this and they bring their comedic value to this film. Mm. I just, yeah, I I don't know where to start with this film. It's just amazing. Such a good movie. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Mm. Yeah, I highly recommend. Such a good movie. Well, we don't usually give ratings, but... Out of ten, 10 out of 10. Or it exceeds the scale, like... I had such a good time watching this. Mm, It was fun. Like, and I think just like the minute I saw Tony Collette, I was like. (laughs) Yeah, because we loved her in Hereditary. Like, again, where's her (laughs) damn Oscar for that shit? And also, Aussie actress, come on. Yeah. Yeah, we have love for the Aussie actresses and actors. And boys. (laughs) Who else is in this movie? Alison Tolman. Tolman? Tolman. She is very funny. I watched her in the... um, why Women Kill, the second season. Uh, Great actress. It's also Great got actress. MJ Anthony as Max, who I think is excellent in this film. He is such a good actor for, like, being a kid. Mm. He's so good. As you know, you can get them kid actors that are trash. Not that good. <laughs> but, yeah, he kills it. Uh, or, do you want or, me to do it? Yeah, because I will butcher that. Stefania Lovey-Owen. Yeah, as Beth. And Krista Stadler. As Omi, which is like grandma. Yeah, I should have got the meaning. I think Russian. I think they're German. German? Look, let's look it up. I reckon they're German. Mm. But yeah, happy holidays, everyone. That's where we are now. You're getting excited. It's your favorite time of the year. It is. And I hate it. Why do you hate it? Uh, Personal reasons. I won't spout them out. German. German. You were right? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I like Christmas. I think it's great. You get to see family and stuff, but it's just, I think the stress part of it. The stress is not fun, but yeah. I put that aside. And I'm a massive. So I can have my own joy. I'm a massive stress head and overthinker, so I hate this time of year. And like, when it comes to the 1st of December, this house is decorated. Mm. Well, it's been the- decorated since Halloween. No, I just left the tree up. Yeah, because we have. Undecorated a, it. We have a Halloween slash Christmas tree now. I bought a black Christmas tree mm. so that I could use it all year round. Could get pastel colours for Easter. 
I'm ready. Keep this tree up all year round. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway, back on track. The budget of this film was $15 million estimated. It grossed in the US and Canada just over $42 million. Oh, sorry, not just over, close to $33 million. 43. 43, sorry. <laughs> and it grossed worldwide $61.5 million. They deserved it. Well deserved. Well deserved. Well, without further ado, we start talking about this film. Let's do it. Obviously, I haven't done one of these in ages. Spoiler warning <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie because we're going to talk about the whole thing. Whoop. Like we usually do. And go through everything. Like the good old days. Oh, the good old days. <laughs> Since the start. That was <laughs> last year. What did we even do last year for Christmas? I think we did like Nightmare Before Christmas in Gremlins. No. Did we do Better Watch Out? And we did Better Watch Out. Oh, I don't want to talk about the Gremlins episode. Oh, well. Oh, God. Oh, well. Let's talk about Krampus because that's what we're here for. Yes. And I apologize. If you're new. This we is, get off track. Uh, this happens all the time. We like to ramble. Yeah, that we do. But we start this film off with what looks to be like a Black Friday sale. Sorry, can't speak. Mm-hmm. It's like that thing, and I've probably stated it before. It's that thing of my mind's going like 100 miles per hour because I'm so excited. And his mouth cannot catch up. No. Ever. No, not ever. <laughs> That's why I mumble a lot. And I'm like, I don't mumble at all. <laughs> and I think, what video did we do? I think it was the... House of Wax, Boo Boo Redo, and I watched it and I was like, oh, mumble. I mumble. Yeah, and I was like, finally you notice after <laughs> so, I've been telling you for five years. Yeah, yeah, I'll try and slow it down. <laughs> but anyway, I love the security guard that's dragging the two people by like the scruffs of their shirts. Yeah, and it's like in like slow-mo almost. Mm. And it's just wild. And I don't, I don't know if you saw this, but there's even two people getting tased as well. I saw that. That uh, was that very was, funny. That was funny. It just Michael Doherty bringing his comedic value, yeah, from Trick or Treat into this film. It also, I love watching like American movies when they have like the Black Friday thing because here in Australia, it's not like that at no, all. No, just the shops it's are like, busy. <laughs> but like, not even that. Like most people just buy it online, so yeah. we don't get the like scrambling. Mm. Is it real? That's my question. 100% Someone it's real. Someone who Surely. lives in America, please tell me, is it real? I mean, I think our closest would be like Boxing Day. Yeah. Like our Boxing Day sales. Like I would go to Chadston with my mum every year. And when I was younger, I was fighting some old ladies. And I just get drunk and watch the cricket. Yes. <laughs> Typical Aussie. Dear Lord. Anywho. Anyway, um, this, the way we meet the family is their son, Max, is having a fight with, like, a bigger boy in... Um, like, it's like a nativity play. Yeah, and the two parents, Tom and, and Sarah, apologies, they, like, try to break it up. And I love how the old lady's just still going on the piano with the biggest smile on her yeah. face. She's not noticed this punch on happening at all. No. So they get home and Tom and Sarah are talking to Max about how they're gonna he's gonna write a written apology to his classmates and his teachers about what he did. They're also wondering why he picked the bigger boy to <laughs> fight and he's like, Well, he's been bullying me, so I just thought I'd get him. <laughs> I mean fair. Good on him. Good on you. And it just seems like they're a bit distant. Yeah, it's like the family's not 
close. No, and you learn that Tom works away a lot and kind of his relationship with Sarah has gone downhill really bad and Beth being that teenage girl, she's got a boyfriend now, doesn't want to hang out with her brother anymore because he, like, asks the question, do you guys want to watch Charlie Brown and wrap Christmas Christmas presents like we used to? And Tom goes, like, you can do that yourself. Because of him having the fight. But then he also gets a phone call for work Mm. and then Sarah's mad. Yeah, and this is like where we first meet Omi as well, and she's asking Max if she's written, if he's written his letter to Santa. So she's like still caring and keeping the Christmas spirit like alive. Yeah, which is really really nice. I love Omi. She's so cute. She's so good. A thing that I missed when we first watched it. Do you remember when Sarah's putting up the picture, like the Christmas photo? Yeah. Did you notice Santa was checking out Beth's ass? Yep. Okay, I'm so oblivious because I <laughs> well, was writing notes for it and I didn't even see it and I pissed myself. Well, at first I thought she was like upset because then like no one's smiling in the photo. Yeah. Because it's got like every year like it's like all next to each other each year the photos. And so she's looking at this photo and no one's smiling and then she looks at Santa and he's got the creepiest smile on his face and looking at Beth and then Beth had noticed And so she was like, her face was like, oh, my God. And then that's when they took the photo, when they printed that photo. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my lordy. And I was like, she's only like 16. Mm. Legal. I won't say it. No. Because then this podcast will be banned. Yes, no. But, yeah, we also meet like, I don't know if it's Sarah's side of the family. I think it's, it's Sarah's, Sarah's sister. Side. It's Sarah's sister. So yeah. we, this is where we meet Howie, Linda and their kids. Uh, Howie Jr., Jordan and Stevie and also Aunt Dorothy who is an unwelcome visitor because Sarah hates her. Yep. And she didn't realise she was coming because Linda's like, sorry. But like she like jumped in basically like she's like she tricked me if it makes you feel any better mm. i love how max is trying to talk to howie jr as well and he's just giving him nothing i feel like that kid doesn't speak no like, I, don't I don't think, think he, he has says, a line he but does not say a word but he in does this not film. need to because his like facial expressions say it perfect. all they're so perfect and it just seems like one side of the family is like that stuck up rich family while the other one is like normal the, and struggling yeah, hard working struggling family yeah. And again, the tension at the table, it it's crazy. Yeah. And it all comes to a standstill when Stevie starts to tease Max about his letter. Yeah, because she's like, oh, you still believe in Santa Claus? And he's like, shut up, like, leave me alone. And then she found his letter. Mm. And the things he asks for are actually really, really nice. Like he was saying, you know, I... I know that Linda and Uncle Howard are struggling, so please help them. Please help my mum and dad, like, fall back in love with each other. I wish Beth would spend more time with me. Like, I was crying. Mm. And while this is happening, Sarah's, like, in the kitchen making desserts. Creme brulee, which is my favourite. I love that shit. And she's, like, muttering angrily to herself, and I was like, oh, I feel that. (laughs) And this is where Dorothy walks in and... She basically tells her to fuck off. Yeah, because... She's like, get out of the kitchen and leave me Because she started shitting on something that Sarah did and was like, well, you know what? Maybe next time we could have Christmas at your trailer. Mm. And then Aunt Dorothy like, shut I think it was because Dorothy's like, why do we need this fancy shit food? Like, she's like, oh, sorry, I didn't want to make macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. Yeah. I was like, oh, I love it. 
But um, as the re- as Stevie's reading the letter, there's also a part where he takes a dig at them, and well, not not at them, more at Howard, Howard, like his uncle, because he said like he said in his letter, like I wish like Stevie and Jordan could like be themselves because we know that Howard, their dad, wants them to be boys. Mm. But they're two girls and they look very masculine. They're into masculine things. Do you know what it reminds me of? Blended. Yeah. The how Adam Sandler's daughter, he wanted, it's like, it's really masculine and then it's not until Drew Barrymore comes in. Yeah. And makes her who she really is. Yeah. It's kind of like that. And then that's when Stevie loses it's, Except it. we don't get the part where they fight. get the makeover. Oh, yeah, true. They fight. Yeah. There's a massive fight that breaks out and it ends up in Max going like, I hate Christmas, I hate all of you. Rips up his letter. And throws it out the window. And this is after Tom's like, we only need to, like, we need to hold out for three days. Like, they're just staying here for three days. We'll we'll figure it out. And you can even see in Tom's face, he's like, shit, yeah, no, I, I know how that sounds. Yeah. That's but no good. It's one of those things where you're stuck with family for a few days for the holidays and you're not really, mm. you know, you don't really know them that well, but, you know, maybe if you talk to them more, you'll find common interests and whatever. And he was like, we just need to try our best. Yeah. It's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And then he throws the letter out the window and it kind of goes up in the air, which is weird. Mm. You'd think it'd just go out to the ground, but yeah, it goes up in the air and we wake up on the 23rd of December. Yeah. And there's like a massive blizzard. And everyone's like, this is odd, like wondering what the hell's going on. And Max starts to notice that there's snowmen being built, but he's like, who's building them? Yeah, like no one's gone outside, so why are there snowmen in our backyard? Mm. And they also let Beth out of the house to go check on her boyfriend. Yeah, which I was like, that's so stupid. Like just because she was like, you know, he he only lives like a few blocks away and Mm. He's, he's not answering and it was probably because of the blizzard that he had no reception or whatever. But I was like, I would not let my daughter out in a blizzard by yeah. herself. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Do you reckon she would have cracked a tantrum I, if she wasn't allowed to go? I don't care. I, or I'd be like, I'll come with you to check on them. Mm. And I love it when Beth's outside because we get this cool like dystopian frozen world kind of. Yeah, because like a lot of their neighbours have gone away for the holidays like Hawaii and Florida. Or some are not talking to him because of what Max has done. Yeah. So it's just weird because it literally looks like a ghost town. Mm. And just after Beth leaves, like a postman comes and he drops off like a package, but they also notice there's like a... Giant... Santa sack. Yeah. And they're like, are these both ours? They're like, oh, I just dropped off this one. Yeah, that was already here when I got here. It was already here. And Howard makes the joke, like, rich people getting free shit all the time, basically. And this is where we first, like, get a glimpse of what Krampus really looks like. And he looks cool. I love the horns. And, like, the hooves. Like a goat, basically. But they're big. Yeah, they're massive. They're like, and they're like human size. He's chasing Beth through like the rooftops. He's jumping from house to house as she's like running away. She finds the postman, but sadly he he's dead. He's dead because he's just frozen in his in his van. Yeah, and she hides underneath, and we see like Krampus walk around, but then disappear. But then you start to hear like a jack in the box going. I hate those things anyway. And it's off screen, but Beth gets eaten or whatever happens yeah. to her because once the jack the in the box pops mm. it like climbs under the car and yeah we're assuming it eats her and while this is happening 
at the house, like everyone's trying to still figure out what's going on. And Tom's telling Max to get Omi away from the fire, but she's making hot chocolate for everyone. She's like, keep the fire hot. Like, yeah. And I was like, chocolate makes everything better. And I was like, something's up. I was like, Mm. she knows something because she is nervous. And and I love the heartfelt talk that Tom and Sarah have. Like they know they're having problems, but they're trying to figure it out as they go on. Yeah. It's cute. And this is where Max comes in and he tells them, like, Beth's been gone for ages. Like, she should we go? She should be back by now. So Howard and Tom go outside to go look for her. But Omi is like, stay inside. It's safer. Yeah. And Tom's like, it's fine. We're just going to go get Beth. Max will be here. Sarah's here. And I think I love how cheeky Krampus is. Like, he's that (laughs) villain that uses people's voices to lure people outside yeah so they're like looking around for beth and they walk into i'm pretty sure the boyfriend's house realize no one's in there and then they start to hear beth from outside but it sounds like a scream Mm. and howard gets bitten when he's dragged into the snow yeah and tom saves him tom does save him and this is where howard's like oh i'm starting to like (laughs) you Just a near life uh, death experience. experience. Near life experience. Near death experience and I'm starting to like you. Yeah. So they get him back in the house and it's just before Sarah's about to go out and look for him. And Sarah notices the leg. They get all the kids into the uh, kitchen with Dorothy and Omi. And Omi's picking out knives. Yeah. <laughs> and looking like real sinister about it. And Aunt Dorothy is teaching them how to make peppermint schnapp tea. Mm, and, and then giving, giving the, the kids they were alcohol. like just don't tell anyone and i was mm. like oh my god in australia if you didn't have your first drink at christmas like or even <laughs> before that yeah true and when did you have your first drink of alcohol um i think it was new year's one time and i was at home with my parents i was i was probably about 15 and my mum mixed a little bit of champagne with lemonade tasted like shit but i felt fancy mm and I was like, I'm drinking. Oh, my Mom. God, I'm drinking champagne. Mine wasn't that fancy. It was just a beer. <laughs> yeah, Dad. I just went outside with my dad and he was like, here, have a beer, son. You're a man now. <laughs> I think I was 15 as well. Yeah. It's just, it just happens. Yeah, it just happens. And I'll do it to my kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody hell. So they end up setting up camp in the living room for the night. Yeah, and this is after Omi tells them to make sure they keep that fire hot and they're talking so loud that the kids know what's going on. They know something's up. Yeah, and then Howard says, like, he'll keep watch. He's got the gun. And then we cut to later in the night. The fire has died down because Howard fell asleep and everyone's asleep. And Howie Jr. wakes up to the sound. It sounds like bells. Yeah, it's like it's a chain that falls down the chimney and, and it, you can hear like high-pitched voices as well. Yeah, and it's like they're like yanking on the chain to make the bells jingle mm. and it gets Howie's attention. It gets his attention because there's a gingerbread man. Well, he doesn't, he goes and looks first and then he sees that there's this gingerbread man and he's a little bit of a large boy, likes his likes food. Likes his food, man. So I love my he food then too. grabs the gingerbread, bites it. And what did I say before this happened? You were like, if this gingerbread man comes alive, I'm going to piss myself. And (laughs) he bites it and then like pulls it out in front of him. And then it comes alive and just screams because it got bitten. (laughs) (laughs) 
10 out of, that's why I got the 10 out of 10. 100%. That's why I got the 10 out of so 10. Because I had seen this in like videos oh, and stuff yeah, before. Like so I'm like, what, what movie is this? Like I need to know what movie this is and I finally do now. So then the chain, like the gingerbread man, like how he's freaking out because he's, this gingerbread man's come alive. Mm. And so while he's in panic and shock, the gingerbread man grabs the chain and wraps it around Howie. And then once it's all wrapped up, he like pulls on it and then you can hear the muttering again and how he's getting dragged up the chimney. And in this commotion, everyone wakes up. Sarah is first to grab Howie's ankles and they're both getting pulled up. So then it's like a train of everyone grabbing each other's feet to bring Howie back. And because Sarah is up there first, when they're up there, one of the gingerbread men have come down and like screams in her face. So she freaks out because she's like, what is that? <laughs> and accidentally, like, let's go. And unfortunately, Howie, you never see him again. No, he's gone. And so Every- now Howard and Linda now feel sad and the same as Tom and uh, Sarah do about Beth because they, they're just going to assume that she's dead. And this is where Omi decides to tell everyone the story of Krampus because she had an encounter with him when she was younger. And also, so the whole movie she's speaking in German and Max translates for her to everyone else. But mm. when she's telling the story, perfect English. Mm, and Dorothy goes, English, knew, knew it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I love her. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we learn the story of Krampus who is a Christmas demon that comes to punish non-believers. Now, I, don't I like know, that. I don't know if people remember, this is early as episode, but a certain someone on this podcast said someone was not real. I, um, look. Hey. Look. Look what happens. I know. Look what happens hey, now. I believed for a very long time. No, you still, hey, I'm not, that, that motherfucker's not coming here. <laughs> we believe in this household. Do I have to play that TikTok sound for you? Shut up. <laughs> we believe Santa's real. If you're a kid out there, Santa's real. If you're a kid, you should not be listening yeah, to Yeah, it probably shouldn't be listening to us, especially when I've just dropped an F-bomb. But, <laughs> um, yeah, don't listen to Celeste. She's wrong. What because you don't need this bad bitch Krampus coming to your house. Yeah. It scares me. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Just some demon just follows you around. But I love the fact I'd that find it's it like, weird he, like I thought we were, I'd never heard of the Krampus. Mm. But like I'd heard of him, but I'd never heard the story. So I thought he was just a spooky Christmas demon. Yeah. Not the fact that he is so obsessed and in love with Christmas that he will kill people that just don't believe or don't well, have the magic. Not really kill, and we'll get into that. He yeah. doesn't kill anyone. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, he's going after people that don't have the Christmas yeah. spirit. Yeah, and the way we learn about Krampus is Omi, as a child, she loved Christmas, but because her village was so torn and they were, like, fighting for survival And it was, almost. like, during the war, too. Mm. So. so the spirit of Christmas kind of went away. So she stopped believing, and that's when Krampus came to take her parents but left her yeah so this is why she's like we must keep the fire hot we must stay indoors we must just fight this out together and and believe believe. and howard doesn't believe a word she's saying of course like why would you believe that yeah and he ends up like getting out of the door he unlike removes all the boards off of it gets out and you just see this plethora of just snowmen everywhere and they all look really scary hmm 
and you see some things running around in the background to the point they get him back in the door. And now this is where everyone's starting to believe Omi and we open up to now we're at Christmas Eve. Yeah. And now she's saying that there's no way of stopping Krampus. Like once he started, he doesn't stop. And what we forgot to mention was when the gingerbread men were attacking, someone kicked a log from the fireplace towards the tree and it lit the fire up, uh, lit the tree up. And all the presents. And all the presents. So now Linda's rummaging through to make sure the presents are still intact and she's trying to like wrap them up again to make sure that like they're there for when the kids wake up on Christmas. Yeah. Which is cute. And we see like a bunch of uh, other presents that we haven't seen before. And they're all like making noises. Mm. And while this is happening, Tom's trying to find a plan to get out of the house and get out of the town or like try and find find some help. help. And Max also sees Krampus through the window, but he freaks out. And when he goes to look back, classic horror trope, he's not there anymore. And again, at the same time, because now we're like in the last 40 minutes, half an hour, this movie just goes like... Bang, 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 bang. Yeah, people are going missing, like, quick sticks. So Stevie and Jordan are now starting to walk the hallway and they hear Beth's voice come from the attic. They go to have a look and they scream and everyone starts to panic. Max believes this is his fault for stop that he doesn't believe anymore because his family's shit. Yeah. Basically. And when they get to the attic, Linda notices that the unknown presents have been busted open and they see this massive, like, jack-in-the-box with, like, it's... Oh, it's what's like, the best one? Like a, Blade 2, I think, would be the best one. Do you remember Blade 2? No. Like, there's a vampire in there and he can, like, open his mouth really, really wide. I was thinking more, like, Pennywise. Maybe Pennywise. Like, with the massive, like, sharp teeth, like, the mm, mouth It's basically opening. his jaw becomes unhinged and opens in two. And he's eating one of the girls, which we find out is Jordan. Yeah. Because Stevie's hiding away in the attic because Linda finds her. I love the reveal of this jack-in-the-box. He's very scary. Mm. And then so it becomes a bit of a game of hide-and-seek with the adults and the jack-in-the-box running around the bloody attic. But not only the jack-in-the-box. So Howard's still downstairs and he gets attacked by the gingerbread men who shoot him with a nail gun. And are laughing the whole time. I Mm. love these gingerbread men. Mm. Another family member we forgot to mention, two family members. At the start, they left the baby in the car. Yeah. If you remember that. Chrissy. Cute little baby. And their dog, which I can't remember the name, but it's cute little bulldog. Who's wearing a bloody elf costume. Uh, And (laughs) how it's like telling her to come over to it. Because he can hear like noises in the kitchen. And she runs away. And I was like, (laughs) fair. That dog knows something's going on and it does not want to be a part of it. No, it does not want to be at all. So when I was saying not only the jack in the box, how it's getting attacked by the gingerbread man, Sarah's getting attacked by a doll, Linda's getting attacked by a teddy bear, which is looks so cool. I love yeah. it. What's that video game? That one where like it like it's like a really old video game. Not really old. Naughty Bear? Yeah. That's what I thought of straight away. Mm. Doesn't look like Naughty Bear, no, but I know but what you're talking about. Yeah. I have it. Yeah. I have it in this house somewhere. <laughs> but I'll that's what it reminded it. me of. Yeah. That I'd say it's not underrated. It's pretty buggy, but it's still pretty fun. <laughs> Just to be in a teddy bear killing other teddy bears, it's fun as. Mm. Uh, and also Tom is getting attacked by like a toy robot. Yeah. Everyone's just getting attacked. Mm. And I love it because we cut back to Howard and he's set the gingerbread man on fire and <laughs> one dies, but the other two try and run at him. He shoots one, misses the other one, and he's like, oh, shit. 
I'm going to die. I'm done. <laughs> and all of a sudden you just hear like this little chomp and the dog's eaten the other gingerbread man. <laughs> and I'm like, yay. That was pretty funny. <laughs> and also Linda turns full badass. She stabs the teddy bear in the eye, uh, gets the doll off Sarah. Uh, Sarah breaks the robot off Tom and she goes to go kill the Jack in the Box, but the Jack in the Box gets away in the vents. Yeah. So now they all like go back downstairs because Max yelling. Max is yelling and they all go to the living room. Uh, the dog goes up the vent to get the Jack in the Box. Sadly gets eaten because we hear the whimpers. Helping. Yeah. And all of a sudden the Jack in the Box just falls from the roof as well because it's too heavy in the vents. <laughs> and before they can kill it, the window that they've boarded up breaks because the elves are here now. Little shits. Mm, and they take Aunt Dorothy and the baby, I'm pretty sure. Well, that was the thing. I never saw the baby again after it was sitting next to the tree or like when Dorothy it was, was holding her. Oh, okay. So I'm thinking Dorothy and Chrissy go at the same time yeah. and they, they wrapped up something else to take and Howard jumps on it. Dickhead. So he's gone as well. Dickhead. Mm. And this is where Tom like gets everyone rounded up to leave. But Omi's like, she's trying to get the fire started. Obviously can't because of the wind and how cold it is. And this is where we hear Krampus on the roof and he's coming down. So they all try to get out of the, out the front door. But Omi stays behind and she's like, I must, I got to face him. So yeah. she basically stalls Krampus so that her family can get away. And yeah. we finally get our first full look at him and he looks cooler than what I ever thought he could. Yeah. And I was like, he just, he looks so realistic. I think it's the long tongue and the disfigured face yeah. that makes him look so cool. Sadly, he does take Omi and we see the final four, Tom, Sarah, Max and Stevie, Stevie running out the front, but they're getting chased by the owls because they're all getting pulled into the snow. Oh, Linda's there too, yeah. by the way. Sorry. Final five. <laughs> and this is where Tom gives Sarah the gun. And says, go, I'll try and hold him off. No, he's still holding the gun, sorry. And he gets pulled into the snow, sadly. And then it's quick fire, like Linda's gone, Sarah's gone. So then Max and Stevie jump into the snow plow. The snow plow and Max is trying to start it and it just won't start and they're freaking out. Mm. And then the elves come and they end up taking Stevie. And then, like, he freaks out and then he bumps into Krampus. Yeah, but Krampus leaves him alone to walk and he gets that bauble that Omi showed us earlier in the film. With Krampus's name on it. Yeah, as like a, it's like a souvenir that he gives him to say, look, I don't know. Like I've let you go or something like that. Mm. And he's walking and he notices Krampus at like a underworld pit or something because they open it up and he yells out and he tries to stop him because they've got Stevie, but they end up throwing Stevie in anyway. Yeah, it's like Because he's trying to apologise. He's like, I'm sorry, this is all my fault. I do believe. But Krampus is just laughing at him. Yeah. And then pushes him into the fire pit. Mm. And this is where I was like, this movie might just piss me right off right now. Because before he hits like the bottom of the pit, it cuts to him waking up on Christmas Day. And I was like, this fucking thing was was a dream dream the whole time. I'm going to be super pissed off. But I was like, something's up. And I was like, because I was like, surely they wouldn't have done it. It's just a dream. But like, it was all like that, like hazy yeah. like, filter over the whole thing. And I was like, something's up. And and like, he remembers everything. 
But everyone else seems to have forgotten everything. Yeah, so he goes downstairs and everyone's together and everyone's happy. They're all giving each other presents. And, like, when he looks at Omi, Omi kind of gives him this, like, weird look. Mm. And then he kind of is like, okay, like, this is this is real. And, like, gives his mum and dad a hug and was like, I love you so much and all that. And then, you know, there's, like, and they're like, you know, what, what what's happening? Like, why are you being really weird and nice? And he was like, oh, just just had a bad dream. Yeah, and then it kind of like clicks for everyone and they all kind of have this weird Yeah, it's because he gets that present from Omi and it's the... Krampus bauble. Yeah, and they all just snap. And this film ends with like a camera pan out and we see that they've been trapped in a snow globe, but they're not the only ones. There's like thousands of other snow globes Hundreds that Krampus... Hundreds of thousands. It's... So many snow globes. But, you know, this movie can't end without one more look at all these demonic toys that we saw (laughs) and we love. (laughs) And that's Krampus. Did we go through it too fast? Nah. I apologise if we did. Ah, quick fire. Three best demonic toys in the movie. The gingerbread men. Yeah. I like the Jack in the Box because I'm terrified. Yeah. And I really, the elves... Like, because I feel like elves are supposed to be like little happy creatures and they're Santa's helpers. I'm basically the same as you, like gingerbread men, number one, because mm. they're just funny. But I put the teddy bear in number two. Mm. Like, I really love the look of it with the sharp teeth. Yeah. And especially when it comes back after it's been stabbed. Yeah. Which I think I forgot to mention. I apologize. Again, mine goes fast. <laughs> mouth does not keep up. <laughs> and yeah, I put Jack in the Box in number three. Because, like, they're the ones you probably see the most of. Mm. But all in all, Michael Doherty, they get another thumbs up from us. That's two movies. Do more. Do more horrors, man. Do more. Do more comedic horrors because they're amazing. Yeah. That, as we said, that was Krampus. I highly recommend Mm -hmm. for anyone's Christmas horror viewing. Yes. Uh, What are we doing next? I think we're craving the... The the next uh, triple threat. Booby redo. Whoa. And keeping the Christmas. Obviously, it's December. Yeah, we could have done anything. Like, we started the year, we started this month off with Jaws because I'm like, Aussie summer started. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, no, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. I well, need my it's Christmas. It's very easy when they make the same movie three times though so, oh i don't know the same movie i've only seen like the latest remake haven't seen and any. fun story which i will mention in the video because some people might just listen to the podcast <laughs> when i got to see this particular remake i got to meet my f- one of my most favorite bands i got to meet ice nine kills when i so it was like an advanced screening they had come to australia for the first time for good things which is a Heavy Metal Music Festival, which like we were just, <laughs> which we were just at last week. Yeah, which awesome, loved it, always love it, always a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were down here for the first time, and because I bought tickets to their sideshow because I'm obsessed with the band, <laughs> I got an email from someone the <laughs> night before it saying, "Hey, I know it's late notice, but do you want to come and meet the band and see this movie?" And you're like, "Ah, uh, yes." No, my rea- instant reaction was. Is this real? And that's what I sent. Like, this is not. I'm like, you're not. I didn't know that. You're not fucking with me, are you? This is real. And they're like, no, this is real. And I said, can I bring a plus one? And they're like, yeah, of course. 
and I took my best mate, who was also obsessed with the band. I don't know if he is anymore, but good times. So that's the fondest memory I have of it, and from what I remember, I didn't like, I didn't like it. And now I get to watch it again. Yes. While also watching the other two we have not seen before. Well, you haven't seen any. I haven't seen any. I haven't seen the first two. But anyway, if you think you know what it is, let us know. You can let us know on Instagram at Better Watch Horror Pod. Uh, TikTok, BWH Pod, Twitter, official BWH Pod, even though I don't really use it that no, much. I don't know if we're going to keep I it think, next year. I think, I think Twitter's dead. I think, I think we're going to get rid of our Twitter next year. Because we don't even use it. We hardly use it. I don't know how it works. Mm. I'm like a grandma when it comes to technology and stuff. But I've, it's just hard. Yeah. No, that's fair. Tick, always, TikTok takes up most of my time. <laughs> well, I usually promote our Patreon, but we don't even use it. No, but we are going to try our best to do more next year. Yeah. But more on that later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, YouTube. Better watch horror. Can't forget that one. <laughs> is, uh, what else? That's I it. keep forgetting our things. That's all our things. Oh, no, it's not. Because you can request us to review a movie or you can tell us how good or shit we are with our ramblings at Gmail. Betterwatchhorrorpod at gmail.com. Yes. That's the one? Yep. Awesome. Love to hear your reviews because we haven't had one in a year. We probably do and we haven't seen it because they're like, this might hurt your feelings. Hurt my feelings. Don't hurt Pat's. He's sensitive. I am sensitive. Sensitive (laughs) little man. (laughs) Anyway, that has been us. As always, you could have been listening to any other horror podcast out there as Celeste laughs at me every time I do this outro. (laughs) But I like it, so shout out. I am. I didn't say anything. And as always, we love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you next week. Hopefully no delays this time. Look. Fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. It's been a rough for couple our of weeks. Video, our boo boo redo. Bye.